The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. And Wilson has led the multi-platinum group Heart with Sister Nancy for nearly, I don't know, it's hard to believe, 50 years? Anne's powerful vocals can be heard on such Heart classics as Magic Man, Crazy on You, Barracuda, Straight On, to name a few. I personally love Hart's first two albums. Every now and then, Anne and Nancy go their separate ways like they have at the present and do their own thing. Right now, Anne has a brand new solo album called Fierce Bliss. I've got Anne on the line right now to talk about this new project and maybe future heart endeavors. Hi. And good morning. It's great to talk to you again, and congratulations on your new album. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much. I, I love the opening track, Greed. It's a bit of a headbanger, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a strong <laughs> idea. Yeah. Uh, this album is so, it, I don't know how to describe it other than to say it's very atmospheric and it, it lends itself to your mighty voice. What do you do to take care of that instrument these days? you know, I just try to get good sleep. I drink lots of water. And before I go out and do a show, I, I I warm up for about 40 minutes. And that's about all. You know, there's no real magic bullet for it. But um, you just take care of it like you take care of the rest of yourself. Yeah, I know people always, singers always complain about uh, coming here to Las Vegas. They get Vegas throat. It's a whole different issue here, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty dry there. I have to sleep with a humidifier and stuff like that. But if I think if a person drinks enough water and just stays hydrated, it really helps a lot, even there. It was really cool to see the album cover artwork on Fierce Bliss. Very trippy and done by Roger Dean of Yes Cover Fame, which is which is incredible. Yeah. How, how did that come about? Well, because we're going to put the album out on vinyl as well. I thought, how yeah. cool would it be if, if people could sit there and have the retro experience of listening to the album? Well looking at the album cover art and the album cover art would be something really cool that, that they could get into, you know? So I got in touch with Roger Dean, who was my favorite back in the day yeah, and told him the name of the album. And he really liked it. He sent me a few ideas. And one of the pieces that he sent was called parrot on ice. And I really flipped over it. So uh, <laughs> that became the album. Nice. Yeah. And uh, it just, and it takes me back to my high school days of just, you know, being in my room and having the black light and looking at the album covers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You recorded a lot of this album at Muscle Shoals. How did that happen? Well, I just had always wanted to go there. It's like a bucket list thing for me. I think a lot of musicians feel that way. Just the, the history of the place and the amount of, of artists that have gone through there and um, had huge hits there. I didn't go there for the hit potential. I went there for the vibe myself. And uh, as it turned out, that's where I met my band. They were the musicians that had been gathered to help me uh, develop my demos. And we just hit it off so well that uh, we decided to be a band. Now they're the amazing dogs. Okay, so this is the band that you'll take out on the road with you. Yes, indeed. They're not connected to Muscle Shoals. They, some of them live in Nashville. Our, our drummer comes from Seattle. They're just a group of musicians that are just like, you know, up-and-coming top-flight uh, studio players from all over. And But when we get together, it's something special. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's 
the best band I've ever been with, really. Is there something about the the walls at that place, the way they put that those studios together, that that gives it that feel? Well, I don't know about that. Um, I know that when you walk into the place, it's small and dark and and just funky and vibey. But the people that started it and still run it, and uh, they just get you set up. You bring in your own outboard gear, so it's state-of-the-art. They set you up, and then they just get out of the way. And uh, there's this creative energy that's there. I don't know if it's the it's, it's the river nearby or if it's the walls of the place itself, but it's quite um, obvious when you go in there. There's a feeling there. Did you write most of this material while on lockdown? Yes, indeed. Yep, I did. It, it was a whole year of quiet time, you know, like everybody else, in the house. And uh, so I used it to basically go inward and start writing seven new songs. How different was that for you as someone who, you know, like with a lot of bands, you're writing kind of on the run while you're on the road? Well, I've never had much luck writing on the road myself. There's just too much going on. Right. Um, to really slow down and be quiet and come up with something new and fresh, you know. For me, it always works better just to just to do it at home with lots of time and peace. Well, you know, the, there's a song, this one in particular, I'm thinking of on the new album called Black Wing, which you always seem to be able to take listeners on a journey. It's such a vibey song, and you and you really take us to a different place. It's it's so great. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, I think Black Wing is the most obvious that was written during the pandemic because I live on a big river and I was just looking out the window for all those months at the seabirds flying over the river and the big wingspans and everything. And I just, I think I just started talking to them because they were so free and I felt envious, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have great guitarists here on this album, like a guest guitarists, I should say, like Kenny Wayne Shepherd and Warren Haynes. So, as a singer, do those guys kind of inspire you to bring even more fire to your vocal performances? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they they take it to a whole different level of coolness, in my opinion. They, they just, they're not pop at all. I mean, there's nothing pop about either of those guys. Yeah. And they, they're, they're totally blues and rock and um, so authentic and relevant and real for the day. So I really enjoyed working with both those people. They're both really talented. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I love bass players, too. Who was the bass player here? Because just excellent. I've always kind of connected with that type of playing. Yeah, that, that's Tony Lucido. He, he's from Nashville. He was actually get, um, given the award for the bass player of the year last year by the, by the Country Music Academy. And, uh, He's so intelligent, but he's also, he's really fiery, you know. It's just as important what he doesn't play as what he does play. A real subtlety, right, to his performances? Yeah. What kind of emotionally charged night was it for you to perform Stairway to Heaven in front of your pals from Led Zeppelin at the Kennedy Center Honors? It was it was almost like the perfect night, I guess. Uh, everything just went right. And, um, like, I didn't feel nervous because I didn't allow myself to get nervous even though it was in front of the president and first lady and <laughs> yeah. the members of Led Zeppelin and David yeah, Letterman that, and yeah, that's all. <laughs> all those people, you know, who were there, I just stayed in the moment and stayed in the song. And so it, it was an example of being 
really being there with it, and I think it worked because of that. Great night. It was a great performance, an outstanding performance, to the point where Robert Plant was wiping tears away from his eyes. Yeah, I think he's a very deep and soulful person. I'm sure as the lyricist for that song, it must have moved him to see the song develop that way. But all those singers and, you know, Jason Bonham down there playing drums. and Yep. Yeah, it must have been quite moving for him. Uh, your solo band, as you mentioned, The Amazing Dogs, you're hitting the road. Does that start soon? Yes, we're starting out in San Francisco on May 4th. And um, we're just uh, going all over, going to Mexico and Canada and all over the States. And then in the fall, we're going to UK and Europe. It's so great. It's so great to be out there again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We did a bunch of shows last year, sort of under really strict COVID protocol. And that was really great. This year, it's going to be even better still, I think, because there won't be so many um, rules put on us. But still, we're, we're, we're cautious. We're enjoying it a lot. Yeah, and and I believe next year is the 50th anniversary of the beginning of Heart. Uh, is there any any sort of festivities with you and Nancy uh, around that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. We're planning something. It's a little bit too soon to talk about it because it's such early days. Um, but, yes, we can definitely say that we're doing something. That is so great to hear. Well, it's Ann Wilson's new album is Fierce Bliss. It's out April 29th at Apple, iTunes, and wherever you get your music, or annwilson.com for that matter. And I'm so happy for you. Great luck on the tour, and thanks so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. I love the fact that Hart will be doing future appearances, but for now, it's great that both Ann and Nancy Wilson are doing their own thing. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. <laughs>